Lust. Man, that's a powerful word, isn't it? Just put that on a title anywhere, a book, a magazine article, a movie, and people have to check it out to see what it is because we think we have some understanding of what lust is. Yet, at the same time, sometimes people confuse love and lust. It's like, am I in lust or am I in love? Well, let's talk about that for a couple of minutes. And at the end of this video, let me offer you a free resource that can help you with this. This is Marriage Helper Quick Tips, hosted by marriage and relationship expert, Dr. Joe Beam, CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes, and our team of certified coaches. Our hosts will honestly share their hard-earned insight on some common marriage pitfalls and offer some quick tips backed by research that you can begin to use today. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Listen to Quick Tips wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave an honest review. We love hearing from you. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Quick Tips. Now, when we think about lust, let's look at it scientifically for a minute. Dr. Helen Fisher is a biological anthropologist, <laughs> a fascinating lady. She and her colleagues do a lot of research about human beings, not just from the biology of who we are, but how we interact with each other, the anthropology part. And when she talks about lust, I'm paraphrasing just a little here, but when she talks about lust in her scientific writings, she says lust is actually a desire to mate with an appropriate partner. Actually, not an appropriate partner, any appropriate partner. You see, whether we want to think about it or not, we are hardwired to procreate. Part of our brain's always looking to make a baby. I don't care how old you are, once you hit that puberty and those things start going through you, those hormones and testosterone and things like that, then it becomes part of what's driving us is this need, this craving to mate, to create more human beings. But we live in such a civilized society, we don't think about it like that anymore, even though that's what's happening in our brains. We think about it in terms of, well, I like the way that person looks, I like the way that person talks, I like the fragrance that person is wearing. And not to think about the fact that really we're being drawn toward each other because of this animalistic part of us that does desire to mate. So does lust then, in and of itself, find it a bad thing? Not necessarily, but quite often, yes. You see, the lust part of us is thinking about pleasure, not relationship. You're thinking, what do you mean pleasure? You just talked about mating. Well, the way we're put together. If you're religious, you'll believe that God did it. If you're not, you'll believe that nature did it. But the way that we're put together is this. The thing that will drive us to procreate, to mate sexually, to make more human beings, is the fact that we derive pleasure from the process of creating that being, or procreating, I should say. So, for example, the female has an organ, the clitoris, that exists for one reason and one reason only, and that's to bring pleasure. Interestingly, the male doesn't have an organ that exists only to bring pleasure. But the clitoris in the female does. Why? So that she will want to have sex, so that she can enjoy the orgasm. And so pleasure is put together very tightly by nature or God, whichever way you want to look at it, to make us want to have sex with other people, another human being, so that we can be stimulated and have pleasure. Now, is it wrong to have pleasure in sex? No. But think about it this way. When you're talking about lust, you're not talking about a relationship with the other person. When you're talking about lust, you're talking about having your physical, emotional 
needs met temporarily, and it can be with any appropriate person. In other words, there's another attractive woman. I find myself now attracted to her. There's another attractive man. You may find yourself now attracted to him. And so think about it that lust then is really very personal about me, how it benefits me. And it's relatively short-lived. Again, it's probably because of the wiring we have up there, which we're lived in the sense that, well, once I have been able to have sex with that person, it doesn't do away with my desire to make more babies, either males or females. And so now the next thing you know, you're still attracted to other people. Now let's talk about love. When you start talking about love, sometimes it's a little bit difficult for people to understand because at least here in America, where I am, we tend to use that word to refer to so many different emotions. I love my car, I love my mom, I love my baby, I love the Braves, or whichever team you like. And therefore, we're using that same word to refer to a bunch of different emotions. When it comes down to the science that we're in, which is the social science, now, there have been many studies trying to understand love in better ways. We particularly like studies by Dr. Robert Sternberg. When Sternberg talks about love, he says, since that word is so generic for so many of us, let's look at the subcomponents that make up the love, say between a husband and a wife. And he says it has three basic components, intimacy, passion, and commitment. Now the passion part could exist if it's just lust, because the passion has to do with a strong feeling for you, a desire to be one. But that desire to be one, if it's just about sex, it's just to be one sexually. And once that's consummated, that can go away pretty quickly. He says lust in the relationship called love is not just for that one-time satisfaction. It's a craving to be one in terms of the other person's life and that person to be one in your life, which then requires intimacy, into me see, transparency, vulnerability, openness, that's what develops trust. You let me see who you really are, what you really think, what you really feel. You let me see who you really are and I let you see who I really am. And we begin to mesh our lives together. I won't find you perfect and you won't find me perfect, but through the intimacy of sharing and being accepted, even when we appear to be incompatible, being accepted, even when our flaws show through, is what true intimacy is, which then leads hopefully to commitment. I'm gonna make a decision to spend the rest of my life with you. Will the passion be equally strong on every day of our life from now on? No, some days it'll be stronger, some days it'll be weaker. Can the sex drive over time change to where it's more about just occasionally having sex as to wanting to have sex every time you see each other? Yes. That kind of comes with age and comes with uh, the saturation of the relationship. In other words, we've been with each other so long now that we know all about each other. And so the sex drive is still there. By the way, you can still have sex into your hundreds. <laughs> Just be careful that you don't break a hip. But even into your hundreds, you can have sex. But it's not the same as two people who are going to bed with each other the first time. So intimacy, commitment, passion, those things coming together, that constitutes real love. And so rather than just being lust, which is I want you because of how I feel while we're together. And then once that's sated, uh, maybe I'll move on to somebody else. Love is I want you because I want our lives to intertwine, to be together for the rest of our lives. And so when you start talking about the difference between the two, well, at the outset, 
Sometimes it's hard to differentiate <laughs> because lust kind of comes with the first step of love. And so to begin with, it might be a little bit different. Uh, is this lust? Is it love? But if you start thinking a little bit beyond that, you'll understand that the ultimate goal of what you're wanting to accomplish with this person will help you understand the difference. If it's primarily, I want you, then it's probably lust. If it's primarily, I want us, then it's probably love. Now, how can you tell? As you begin to develop the relationship, as I said, sometimes lust can be very powerful at the outset. But are you really listening to the other person? Is he or she really listening to you? Are you really developing a relationship where you care about each other, where you can be with each other? Because you see, the outcome of this relationship depends on whether it's lust or love. Lust is relatively short-lived, and lust ends at some point. At least it gets weak enough. It's not strong enough to drive you anymore. And lust doesn't handle relationship problems very well. If I'm here with you because I lust for you and we start having difficulties in our relationship, my lust can direct itself to somebody else pretty easily. But love is long-term. It lasts a lifetime. And therefore, it tends to be able to weather relationship problems because I'm not just here for the body. I'm here for the life. I offered you a free resource at the beginning. If you're on our YouTube channel, you've already seen many of them. If not, go to youtube.com slash marriagehelper, one long word, and you can find hundreds of videos we have there. Now, if you want to know more about love itself, now you can check out my book, The Art of Falling in Love. Type it in on your favorite search engine. It'll take you to various bookstores that have it, and you can read about that. Or if you're in love, but now you don't know if your spouse loves you or not anymore, or wondering whether your spouse is in lust with someone else, we can help you with that as well. There's a free call. If you call one of our client representatives, these are not counselors or therapists, but on this free strategy call, they'll listen. And then if we have something that can help you with the situations you're facing, they'll guide you to that specific resource. Understand this, lust, if it's part of love, is okay. Lust that leads to my life falling apart because of the fact that it destroys love is disastrous. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Marriage Helper Quick Tips. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. If you would like immediate help with your marriage situation, click the link on the screen to schedule a free marriage strategy call with one of our team members. We exist to save marriages and strengthen families. We'll see you next Friday on the next episode of Quick Tips.